The NBA draft lottery is finally here tonight. What players and teams will be impacted the most by where the balls bounce at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern on ESPN? Plus, does Chet Holmgren's fate depend on tonight's lottery? Coming up next on Locked On NBA Big Board. You are Locked On NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On NBA Big Board. My name is Richard Stamen. You probably know me better as at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh, this is now my fifth full year covering the NBA draft, uh, doing you know some Mavs perspective, Magic perspective, just overall NBA perspective. Very excited for tonight as this is one of the biggest and most impactful nights of the NBA draft season as it overlaps the NBA draft combine. And I am joined by my good friend and one of the hardest workers on draft Twitter, in my opinion, Leaf Talin. Leaf, how excited are you for tonight? And just talk to me about the emotions you're feeling for the big night. Yeah, it's a big night. It determines, it really does determine who, what players go where and how their careers pan out. And that's not to say that any of these players can't be successful anywhere, but you look at some of the situations that players have landed in, it directly contributes to how their careers go. And I think this is a night that makes or breaks draft boards and players that we think can make the lottery. Uh, there are certain ones that certainly uh, are, are vying for options of a different team to be the number one that is not in the top. And there are some, such as the Pistons and the Thunder, that I, I think really are hoping to win the lottery and get lucky with the number one pick. Yeah, you said the word lucky and that covers it. And captures encapsulates the uh, the the general NBA draft lottery night. But before we dive in too much further, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So let's let's just kind of get right into it. Before we even talk about the lottery experience as a whole, I think there's one player in particular that stands out well above the most or the rest of the field, excuse me, the most of how draft lottery night impacts his NBA future. And that is Gonzaga big man, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren was the number one recruit for the 2021 uh, recruiting class. He was a star on the FIBA U19s and he helped lead Gonzaga to be the number one overall seed, obviously did not make it to the NCAA tournament but he had a phenomenal year regardless. And he's also known for being ridiculously skinny. He's seven foot, 195 pounds, 14 points per game, 10 rebounds, two assists per game, 3.7 blocks. And that was on 61% shooting and 39% from three. So Leaf, this, I, I kind of gave the background and the stats. Talk to everybody why they should or should not buy into Chet Holmgren and why tonight kind of matters. You hinted at it earlier but why tonight matters so much for guys like him. The modern NBA depends on versatility and being having positional size. Chet Holmgren provides you the size of a traditional center in terms of height, the rim protection, and all you can look for in protecting the rim. The Bucks popularized this notion of protect the rim, make teams shoot from the perimeter, and pr protect the rims at all costs, and your defense is pretty much automatically going to be top 10 level. Um, this has been popularized by many teams. Chet can do that. He checks the boxes that such as pl uh, players such as Bam Adebayo, Evan Mobley do with this modern skinny big that can slide their feet and switch on defense. 
And that said, we talked about 14 points where he was the third option on the team as a score. He can be a supplementary 15, 16 point a game score and be an all world defensive talent. That's why a team is, is desperately hoping to get the number one pick for Chet Holmgren. Yeah. And with Chet, you know, you look at the teams that are at the top and a lot of them really fit him. Detroit needs a big man. Houston needs a big man. Orlando, who knows? Uh, Jonathan Isaac could be moved. They still kind of need a big man because Mo Bamba is probably gone. And as much as I and other Magic fans love Mo Wagner, um, you know, I just I don't know if he's the solution. And Oklahoma City needs a big man. Indiana traded Sabonis for Halliburton. So technically they are short a big man from where they were a year ago. It, it goes down the list. Everybody in the top of the of the lottery needs a big man. And I think, you know, if someone there are teams that do need other positions, of course. So it's not like everybody's just racing to get only him. There are other contenders, but you look at some situations like the Detroit Pistons, for example. I I have heard uh that the Pistons they love Chet Holmgren. I don't know if that's necessarily true down the chain, but their top management loves Chet Holmgren. So teams like them. What happens tonight is really going to make an impact of what happens the rest of the draft, because if they get number one, you won't see, you may not see as many trades. They may not even trade the pick because they love Chet at, at this moment. Things can change. Obviously I want to emphasize what happens right now, especially as we are in the peak of the NBA draft combine. What happens now is very much not set in stone. Heck, even the day before the draft that things are not set in stone, but if Detroit gets to the fourth pick, you may see them very active in the trade trade rumor mill on draft night so as we talk about chet and how he has all these variable landing spots where do you think leaf that chet holmgren's best landing spot is or best two which which two teams should he be hoping wins the lottery i think he should be hoping for the pistons that you mentioned i think playing alongside a ball dominant guard who is a phenomenal passer in cade cunningham anchoring a team with up-and-coming talent with Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart is a beautiful fit. And I think he's very complimentary to what the core they've already built. He doesn't have to be a primary scorer. That's Cade Cunningham. And obviously they have Jeremy Grant, who, we, who could be traded. We talked about the uncertainty there. And the other one I think I like even more than the Pistons fit is that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have two awesome guards that will be the lead ball handlers in Josh Giddy and Shea Gillis-Alexander. What do they need? They need an anchor. Jeremiah Robinson Earl was a nice pick. I think he'll be a good player, but that's not who you want. You want a franchise-altering defensive anchor, and that is what Chet Holmgren can be. Plus, he can step out and shoot the ball, and that leaves you a core of Josh Giddy probably running the point. Shea Gilgis-Alexander at the two, a defensive star, and Lou Dort at the three. At the four, you can play who you'd like, and then Chet Holmgren at the five. And I, I think this team is set for – really, really rich rewards for their patience and tanking ability. They, they tank. If they get lucky, they also have a chance to get a second pick in the top couple um, because they have the Clippers pick, which is unprotected, which they got in the Shea Gilgis-Alexander trade. And I think they're the team. They're the team that could reap the most reward from the lottery. And I think Chet really would love to go there. And I think the Thunder would be lucky to get him. Hey, we'll talk more uh, after the break about some of the teams that – that tanked the absolute hardest, but you said Oklahoma City tanked pretty hard, and nobody, absolutely nobody, though, like their tank was nice. Nobody out-tanked the Indiana Pacers and Portland Trailblazers. The Portland lost their final 11 games. Indiana lost their final 10. And also, shout-out to Houston, who is number one in position four 
Chet Holmgren in, in the number one pick. They lost seven in a row. So after the break, we will talk about some of the team's fits and what they should be looking at as who, who to, if they land certain spots, what the landing outcomes look like for some of these teams. But first, let me tell you about prize picks. Are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. It's easy to use, and you just pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made 60 seconds in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so go ahead and use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds to steals, whatever it is. And even better, you can do a mixed sport entry. So the playoffs, uh, the Eastern Conference finals start tonight and baseball's on. If you wanted to do Jason Tatum points on the over and under on, say, Aaron Judge home runs, you can cross pick those. And, you know, it's not just the NBA. It's also college uh, college sports when that comes back a little bit more in swing, although college baseball is around. ML, MLB, excuse me, MLB, MMA, and much, much more. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free, and if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you must use code MBA, you will get $50. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Leaf, I know I recently got my built bar package, my little care package from built bar and got the birthday cake puffs. Dude, these built bars are incredible. What is your favorite flavor? I go with mint brownie, but these these built bar puffs, the birthday cake flavor is the best of the puffs so far. Dude, if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's that's what friends do. A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar, which is just music to my ears as someone with a massive sweet tooth. It's delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. All built puffs are covered in again, hundred percent real chocolate. And that means that with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar. This limited time flavor is an amazing option. If you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. So go to built.com to get birthday cake puffs now and use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of this day. For the second listen, go ahead and head over to the Locked On NBA podcast. They're going to be recapping and previewing all throughout these series of the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. But happening a little bit more important to our little circle here of the draft is the NBA Draft Lottery tonight. So as I mentioned, we talked earlier about Chet Holmgren, who is probably the most polarizing player, and he had some of the widest ranges of outcomes in tonight's NBA draft lottery. Here's how the system works for those unfamiliar with the team perspective. So the top four are all, that's the lottery. It's for four teams, and there's an expected odds for these slots. The number one team, Houston Rockets, for example, um, they have the same odds as the one through three teams, the top three 
are all equal odds. They have the same odds for a top four pick at 52% and the number one pick at 14. So there's really no incentive for the most part. The, the theory is so they don't have to tank and tank and tank. It's for one through three and, you know, reduces the number of teams to tank, but sometimes it backfires like this year. As you go down, you have teams, the four seed gets 48% and 12% to win the, the lottery. It keeps going down at per, gradually percentage. You can see this on tankathon.com. But the big thing to know is wherever a team picks, their worst case scenario is plus four, right? So the Houston Rockets cannot be worse than the fifth pick because four teams could jump them. Orlando couldn't be worse than six, et cetera. So let's talk about what teams have the most to lose and the most to gain tonight. Let's start with the negative outcome. Obviously, you know, you can say any team moves down four spots. They really got screwed out of something or they, they just had bad luck, whatever it was. But leave outside of like, I don't know, say Oklahoma City getting the eighth pick and then Charlotte and Cleveland jumping and then suddenly they have the 14th pick too because of the Clippers pick. What are some realistic outcomes that would really hurt some of the teams up at the top of the of the draft lottery? I think the Magic um, are trying to find their franchise talent. And they've found a couple lottery players that are nice players, but not the franchise-altering talent. And they've gotten Wendell Carter Jr., who I'd say is a success. He was the seventh pick. Jalen Suggs, who's to be determined so far, not had the best rookie season, but he's got traits that are uh, helpful. Fifth pick. They've had Mo Bamba, fifth pick. So far, not, not exactly panned out. Uh, Cole Anthony, 15th, has been very good. But none of these guys are franchise-altering talents. And I think they are the team. That, and then Franz Wagner was seventh this year, and that was a hit. Um, but this past year, I should say. But the Magic are the team that need to stay in the top four the most, in my opinion, and find their, their guy. Like, you, you see these teams that are going deep in the playoffs – they have their altering talent, the guy who drives the ship, the captain of the ship, who makes everyone around them better. And they have nice pieces, but they need to find the guy who makes those nice pieces supplementary and complementary as opposed to the guy, the expected to be guy. So that's that's my team, I think, with the most to lose. Yeah, and, and as, a, as somebody who has watched tons of Magic games over the, the years of this tank, uh, I, can, I can confirm Orlando is probably the – the top team because they do need that top end talent. I would say also Detroit though. Detroit's another team where a little bit of a difference between the two is Orlando has about eight guys you could consider that are all under 25 key parts to their rebuild or core, whatever you want to put it, which is the most of any rebuilding team right now. Detroit, on the other hand, on my count, they probably have the fewest um, players that are in that. That's, that's just from, I mean, that's, it's close, but Ultimately, I think Detroit is kind of in the situation where they need as many top end pieces as possible if they're not going to get the quantity. Because, I mean, I'm not going to list everybody, but pretty much their core right now is Sadiq Bay and Cade Cunningham. I mean, it's it's not that it's not that pretty yet, and they're in year two and a half of the rebuild, kind of three of the rebuild. So they really can't afford like the the situation with the draft. For those if you're not familiar with what this upcoming NBA draft is as a very broad picture. There are four guys who are seen as the consensus prizes, Jaden Ivey, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and Paolo Boncaro. You could throw in Jade and Shaden Sharp as, you know, potentially, but he's a mystery kid. He's from high school, went to Kentucky, but didn't play. Could be a fifth guy. If you miss out on one of those four, though, you're really putting yourself in a dangerous situation where you may not get that top end talent you've tanked for, and then you're kind of adding, uh, in the weaker draft, you may be adding a secondary guy and may not a first 
a first option next to Kate as well, if that makes sense. Obviously, Kate will be the first option, but but yeah, so I think Detroit would be uh, the team to lose the most. What about to gain? Who do you have as a team that has the most to gain from draft night, excluding obviously like the Cavaliers who are 14th, which has never happened, the 14th team winning the lottery? I think the Indiana Pacers, who you mentioned, went on quite a tear of losing games. They, I think they did that intentionally, and obviously we all know that. But I think their intentionality of it allows them to have flexibility with the pieces they do have currently in the roster, namely Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. If they take a guard such as Jaden Ivey, um, then you can move Malcolm Brogdon and you give the keys to Jaden Ivey. If you were to take a forward or a center, you could, you could have your choice of Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, and Jabari Smith to play as your go-to player uh, for two of those and Chet to be your anchor and, and probably one of their top three scores. I think that's the team that has the most to gain because it allows them so much more versatility than just about any other team that's in the lottery because they have pieces. They have Tyrese Halliburton. They have Chris Duarte, who are both very young and up and coming. And I think they have playoff winning pieces that they don't necessarily need for what their, their stage at the rebuild. And when you can jump up and get the one or two pick from where they are, they're at the five, the fifth best odds right now. Um, that is franchise changing because then you can get the, the the man rather than being if they get the fifth like they're supposed to they're taking a swing at the fences for shade and sharp which may pan out but like you said he's from high school no one's seen him play at the same level um, as many of these players and that that's a risky risky investment if you're the indiana pacers yeah it's a it's a good way to put it with the swing for the fences the further away you go from number one it's almost like the number one pick in theory should be like a little softball lob where it's like, all right, you should be able to hit it. You've had to be able to study. Everybody should be able to find out who number one is or get somebody who could be the number one with a decent chance to, to hit that. And as you progressively get further away from number one, it gets harder and harder to draft. You know, the, the pitches get harder and harder. I'll go with a couple of teams that uh, one's a cheating answer or really two are a package. So I'm going to use them as one Portland with Damian Lillard. I mean, if they got the number one pick or number two, even, uh, the chance that Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith or Paolo Boncaro or Jaden Ivey next. I really don't think they take Ivy actually with Anthony Simons too, but they have one of those three. If they land in the top two or three, they're in great, they're in great shape. Sacramento could get Chet Holmgren. That would be huge. They need, they need another big man, especially one that can truly play defense for, for extended periods of time. But I'll use a cheap answer as my next one. There is this possibility and <laughs> I, I need to look up the history. I wish that uh, that Tankathon, which, by the way, the greatest draft site out there in terms of uh, the draft itself and the draft lottery, it is super informative. But I don't know the last time a 12 seed has jumped into the lottery. In fact, I don't know if it's happened ever. But imagine if Oklahoma City jumped themselves into the top and they get like one in five. We talked about this last year with the Houston pick because that almost happened. But, um, you know, that's that's just kind of uh, that's just a dream scenario. But when we get back, we're going to kind of run through some of the, you know, what we predict in terms of what will happen on draft night and do a little rapid fire of, say, this team gets the number one pick. Who do they take? But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sport info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB, 
and fights and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Leaf, we are going to do a quick rundown of just some uh, some who we predict say well first of all who we predict to be in the lottery and then after that we will do just a rapid fire of what happens if this team gets the number one pick so i'm going to put you on the spot i'm gonna let you go first of who you think ends up in that top four of the lottery what four teams end up in the lottery mathematically i think i should take the top ones but here i'll get i'll give you a stab i think that houston orlando Oklahoma City has got some voodoo magic. They're, they're going to figure it out. And I'm going to go with Portland is going to get into the top five, uh, top four. Yeah, I could see that. You know, the whole conspiracy theorists will love that with Damian Lillard. Um, I, I think Sacramento or Portland is almost a lock to get in. Uh, I'll go Sacramento as, as one of the other teams. You want to do this down the four? Yeah, you g- give me your four. Yeah, so I got, I got Sacramento, Orlando, uh, and this is in no order. I just think these will be the teams. Sacramento, Orlando, Detroit, and Houston will be the four. I think Oklahoma City is going to get bumped down uh, yet another season. Um, who are your other three outside of Portland? Oklahoma City, Houston, and Orlando. You know what? I'll take it. Orlando's in there. Well, let's go ahead and uh, and do out. We're going to do just the top 10. Where What we're going to do is say, all right, this team has a number one pick. Who are they taking in our predictions? as the number one pick let's start with houston we'll go down the chain starting with the first odds 10th odds houston rockets who do they take in your opinion we'll go back and forth on this i think they take paulo bencaro see i think they take chet but I, I i can understand why they would take paulo how about orlando i i would take paulo again i go back and forth on that a lot i'd say jabari smith what about detroit detroit chet yeah, yeah, it's definitely Chet on that one. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, I would go Chet. If they somehow were to spin this one and, and they get two top top five, if they could find a way to get Chet, this is the situation Richard was addressing, and I, and I wanted to explain it to you guys, and, um, but we went to we headed to break. Uh, if they take Chet somehow, one, if they were to get that, which is our hypothetical here, and two, if they were to get two or three or four, there's a possibility you could get both Jabari and Chet, or you could get Jaden Ivey and Chet. I think that would be the dream come true. This is the team with the most to gain, as Richard said. That's your Cinderella, your dark horse, and let's kind of rooting for it personally. Yeah, and they can trade up. They have so many trade assets. Like they could, they could definitely do this one way or another. Indiana, I would take Chet, but Paolo Bancaro is tempting because Chet is. If you trade Miles Turner, Paolo Bancaro is at, with the team as currently just, uh, constructed. It's fair. I think I'm going to put a new name in the mix, and I'll go Jaden Ivey. Not just because Indiana, but just uh, I think they could use the electric guard, uh, the guard play over there. I know they have Halliburton and whatnot, but they I can see them being a team that has them best overall. How about Portland? You got to go with Chet. I could actually see Jabari Smith. I think they're going to be looking at Dame's timeline, and I think he's probably the best win now player of the four. That's a good point. Do you think 
not to delve too deep, but do you think they would take Jabari just to play pick and pop over a guy like Ben Cairo could be more of a secondary, like instantaneous secondary score with the ball in his hands to take some pressure off Dame? Yeah, I only say that because I only say Jabari because I think his role was smaller usage. And I think someone like him that's elite at that already is probably going to be more impactful than the scorer who has to learn how to win with his scoring. So that's why I go with uh, Jabari over him. Sacramento. I think you referenced this earlier. They need to pair a defensive big man with DeMontis Sabonis, and they'll go in all Gonzaga front court of uh, Chet and Sabonis. Hey, they get to recreate the Miles Turner Sabonis duo. I also say Chet Holmgren in that scenario. What about the New Orleans Pelicans via the Los Angeles Lakers? I'll go with Chet, and and this one's a little trickier because they have Valanchunas and they have Jackson Hayes. But I think you put an anchor, especially, and this is where you bank on Zion. So you don't need a power forward in, in Jabari or um, Paolo. And I think Ivy would be an interesting pick, but right now you got to run it with what you've got. And CJ McCollum's leading the, leading the show from the backcourt. And that becomes a scary, scary team if they get Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Chet Holmgren. I, I thought about Jabari for a second, but I went Chet. Final two coming up, San Antonio Spurs. Who do you have for them? I'll go Paolo Bancaro. Yeah, I think Paolo is actually the pick. It's, it's him or Chet for me, and I think Paolo kind of fits more with what they're looking for as scoring options next to their current core. And the last one, the Washington Wizards. I think this one might be the hardest. I really don't know where I'm going on this one. If they keep Bradley Beal, then I would go with Bancaro. Yeah, and I think this is where our number one player differences are shown because I have Jabari Smith number one, and that's who I go with here. I think he's just such a good fit when you already have your star ball handler. I think Jabari fits perfectly day one, and you're looking at teams that want to win day one. And also, I do have Jabari number one, and you have Paolo number one, correct? I have Chet number one, but that Chet, Chet and Paolo are like hair tight. So yeah, uh, that that's why I'm kind of 50-50 on these between those two. Yeah, so that makes sense why and, – and that's just kind of where you're going to see this in the draft. The difference of ranking is apparent. Like, you're, I don't think if you went through this with just about any other two, even if you went with Sam and Raphael, right, I don't think they would have any, any similar answers because there's no consensus of the top four. So it's really intriguing uh, what's going to happen tonight. Really impactful. Uh, some teams are going to change their draft assets for it and whatnot, and some teams will, will stay put and just settle for – say, dang, we lost a tanking season. But Leaf, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, my, my Twitter is exactly as my name is spelled, L-E-I-F-T-H-U-L-I-N. Uh, I host a podcast called The College Sports Hive, talking about college basketball and talking about all these players ahead of when they become pros, and this is where the transition is. And if you want to listen to Ogden Raptors baseball, I'll be the voice of the Raptors this summer. Hey, I... Uh... I remember the Ogden Raptors when I was watching minor league baseball doing the same kind of thing I do for basketball now with uh, minor league baseball on a very much smaller scale. But Leaf, as always, one of the hardest draft workers, I think, out there. I uh, truly do mean that he's always in my community box. There's a reason for that. He knows his stuff. Give him a follow. He's underfollowed right now on Twitter, at Leaf Tulian. Give him a follow. For Leaf, I'm Richard, at Draft on Twitter. You can see both of us posting a ton of content in the final month before the draft. And speaking of the final month before the draft, for tomorrow, for the next days, for the next weeks, for the next month, go ahead and listen to us on and locked on NBA Big Board. We have so much content for you. We're rotating 
throughout the talent among us, the four of us, me, Raphael, Barlow, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tulin, we've got a ton of talent and a ton of really just fun topics that we're going to be covering. You really won't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On NBA Big Board.